0: Welcome to an episode of In My Opinion, and uh, yes, we're back here again, once again, another week, another day, another episode. My name is John. My name is Lester. And today we have a very special guest.
1: We do. You are? I'm Dr. Andy Ho from Psychology, uh, School of Social Sciences at NTU.
0: Awesome. Okay, so today, right, once... Once and, uh, in, in in a while, okay, we've always been talking about, about major issues, right? But finally, today, we actually have an expert today to advise us so that we, in the event that we are talking uh, nonsense, he'll be here to school us, okay? <laughs> so, whenever we refer to Prof here, he'll be giving us his experience and also sharing a little bit about uh, some of the actual stuff that goes behind and the things that go inside your head, lah, okay? So, we will be exploring a very important topic today, right, Yes, Alastair? correct. And this topic actually comes from you.
2: Yes, because, I mean... <laughs> I think it's a very relatable topic. So, okay. it, as you guys seen in the thumbnail and probably the, the the header of this video is how to be happy. Yes. So, it's such a broad topic, mm-hmm. but yet there's like, uh, fortunately, there's more and more of a science to such a, a subjective topic nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, I think let's start off this entire topic by saying like, first of all, to decide how to be happy, you need to first know what is happiness. For sure.
1: For so...
2: Sure. Is there like a specific definition for happiness, or more, or a better definition?
1: Well, there are many different definition and research on happiness. I mean, um, if you go back to ancient Greek time, people would tell you that happiness is all about pleasure. As right. much pleasure you have, the more happier you become. Okay. But this is a very simplistic way of thinking, obviously. So, um, a more, I guess, advanced, a more complex way of thinking about happiness is really how you live your life. Uh, happiness is really integration of different elements of our life. So, there are psychologists and theories out there believing that there is something called a happiness set point. So, for example, happiness set point. Set point. Okay. S E T. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Set point. So. Accordingly, uh, we are genetically determined or our personality determines how happy we are. So, this is there's a threshold about how happy we are.
0: Wait, so, so you're... Set. Wait, let me get this straight, okay. So, it's very good because this episode, we have an actual expert, we have a student and a general lay person. So, <laughs> based on what I understand. So, basically... Your genetics sort of determine the limit of your happiness. Well, is that, is that genetics what you're to say? as
1: well as personality traits, be, which gets developed very early on in life. So, okay. if you're a young child and you have a happy, warm home, and that right, really right. has a big role to play in your happiness. But that theory only accounts for about maybe thirty to fifty percent of your happiness. So there ah. are other things that's important too. Um, other things that are important could involve environmental factors, such right, as right. where you live in, political factors, is your country safe? Mm. Um, cognitive factors, how you perceive and the situation that you have in your life, and also okay. relational factors like the relationship and intimacy and, and, and family that you have.
0: So, wait. So after okay. So in that case, right? Am I am I correct to say that happiness is after all pretty quantitative?
1: Quantitative.
0: Yeah, it seems like seems like there's this set number of criterias. I mean, it's not an exhaustive leaf, I believe, but mm. like, but like it seems like it truly is a science.
1: Definitely, there has been a lot of research done in the past twenty to thirty years. Today, okay. What determines happiness and how do we actually define happiness yes um a lot of things i said earlier about environmental factors political mm. factors and relationship yes they are very um they are they are ob- objective in a way that you can measure them right, but right. even though you you can measure th- them at the end of the day it's still how the person perceives them and how the person appraises pres- uh, ah. them so you you could have for example billions of dollars right okay. objectively you should be happy yes but how you how you perceive the worth of that money right. and how you use that money right, right, um right. even you could be a billionaire but you could be miserable too so your your personality the way that you look at the world and your belief system all have a role to play
0: so basically, basically your, your entire happiness de- is determined by, these, by your personal interactions with these factors.
1: You can say that, yeah. So there, I mean, there, there are things such as, research have found a number of things that are very critical. For example, right. money is actually very important. Right, right, in a right. sense that money provides you with the basic necessity in life. And if you don't have the basic necessity in life, it'll be hard for you to be happy at all right? So money can bring you happiness to a certain extent, right? right? So for example, there's multiple research in the States that talks about if you make about um, $75,000 a year, USD annual income, you're pretty much happy and satisfied with your life.
0: That's like uh, what they call the average average happiness, right? Yeah, the the, the basic necessity
1: that give you good quality of life. Right. but you may have good quality of life, but you still could be miserable because you don't like your life a whole lot.
0: So what would be, what would, what would those people be be looking for? You know, I I, I mean, usually for, for, I would say for simpler people, mm-hmm. maybe like me, um, <laughs> if I'm able to have like a good quality of life, right, mm-hmm. there is not much that I actively think about. Uh, uh, and also because I'm not really at that stage yet, so maybe I don't know the problems. But what are some of these things that people might, might be looking for if they have like a, a good, you know, they're in a good place in their life, but they're still unhappy?
1: Right, so that, that's a good question. Yeah. So you could have everything in the world or everything that you need in the world and you still fun and happy. And I think a lot of that dissatisfaction with life is you're not finding your life meaningful or purposeful. Right. Um, there's a group of researchers in, uh, in Berkeley, in Harvard that are doing you know, a lot of work on happiness. Yes. And consistently there are a number of things that they identify that brings us happiness, bring us mm. joy. One is that we are able to help others if we are able to help others and see other people happy with our effort and with our support that type of happiness is much more sustainable than saying buying a new iphone buying right. a new iphone is something that can bring you happiness but it's a very short term type of happiness because the novelty would be gone very soon and, and, and it's just you know buying a new clothes you wear it for three times and then you throw it away that doesn't bring a lot of happiness mm-hmm. at all
0: is, is that, does that have anything to, to do with the maslow's hierarchy of needs
1: in a way, it does. I right. think there needs to be certain things that we need to satisfy in our everyday everyday life in order for us to feel satisfied. Mm. But being satisfied satisfied doesn't mean we're happy. I could be satisfied with my living condition, I could be satisfied with the food that I have, but I don't necessarily feel happy intrinsically or right. sustainably.
0: Well, then this feels like something that you chase, but you never attain,
2: I doesn't mean, it? I think it depends on what you define as happiness, which is... I think the problem with a large amount of society nowadays is yeah. that they define happiness in the wrong way. Mm. So they define, ha- or they think that certain things will get them happiness but it really doesn't. So it's this basically like effective forecasting. Mm. Oh my, I'm going to butcher a psych topic in front of a <laughs> psych teacher. I'm going to try
0: <laughs> to understand when jargon so, comes out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> effective
2: forecasting is basically you trying to understand how you will feel about a certain event before it happens. So let's say, uh, let's say if you say I think I'll be happy if I earn Five thousand dollars a year. If a five thousand dollar a month. If yeah. you're earning 3000 let let's say you're 3, 000, you say, yeah. I'll be happy if I earn five thousand. dollars yes. But it's been proven that we are terrible at effective forecasting. Mm. We are terrible at understand at understanding how we'll feel when we get when to we a get certain something. point. Mm. Yeah.
0: So, so like, if I say um GPA, I get my I get on the <clears throat> dean's list. I'll be happy. But that is not something that that is not a thought that is actually easily formed by a person.
2: No, they will form it. Right. But once they get there, let's say they do get the yeah. dean's list they will not actually feel as happy as they think they do. It's because we are just terrible at... Predicting how we will feel in the future, whether it is happiness or sadness, right. either way, we are just bad.
1: Oh, or oh, we in another sense, we can say that uh, we, we we predict ourselves to be a lot happier than we actually are. So let's say if you get on the Dini, so if you get on the DIN list, if you get uh, you win the lottery, yes, you think you're gonna be very happy because of all the money that you have. But at the end of the day, once you got it, you realize, oh, money doesn't you know it doesn't change my life a whole lot. Right, it's not just about. I think we can sort of quant- maybe look at it in a different angle. Is a lot of uh, uh believe that happiness is having a whole lot of things a whole lot of the materialistic yes. good and if i yeah. have a car if i have a house if i have a whatever it is i if yeah. i have it yes. i'll be happy but once you get it you realize oh it's actually not that important or it is important in a way but it doesn't bring me happiness it, it ah okay
2: so would you say that the problem with affective forecasting or generally people not being
1: happy mm. is the fact that they define happiness in a very skewed and unsustainable way you no, know, I mean, if you look at the the world that we live in right now in the 21st century, I mean, I'm not your age, but I've been your age. So, <laughs> so and when I was your age, that there is still internet. I mean, I'm not that old. So, um, I mean, look at look at young people like yourself right now. Yes. I mean, a lot of us are, we're connected. We're much more connected than we used to be 50 years ago. Uh, we have social media, we have Instagram, we have Facebook, whatever it is. And a lot of us want to share our life with people. And the, way, the reason why we want to share our life is, not particularly we want to share it, but we want people to see what we have achieved, what we have in our life, and then getting getting the affirmation from people. You know, we post an Instagram post and we wait for people to like it. The more likes that we have, the more happy Fulfill, we become, the more ful- fulfilled we become. Oh, damn. Yeah. But it's a
2: temporary thing, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like if you get a thousand likes in the first, and it's like, so I think he covered this before in class. it has yeah. got a hedonic treadmill. So, mm. if, so
0: if he's wrong, you can just dump his GPA no, on the spot. It's <laughs> but <I'm just> <laughs> so yeah, okay. It's gonna hed, be like hed, hed, hedonic treadmill. treadmill. I think right. I mentioned
2: this on a show before. Mm. So it's about... <laughs> oh, my goodness, John. So <laughs> I <forgetful. laughs> So basically it's about... Um, the f- like, let's see if you can get this right. Oh
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a never-ending cycle of chasing the next thing. It's like mm. someone dangling a carrot in front of you that's stuck to you, but mm. you're chasing that carrot, but you'll never reach that carrot. So if once you, let's say you have earning $3,000 a month yeah. and you reached $5,000, the next point you will say, okay, but I'll be happy at seven point five 5 k
1: And you'll yeah. never end. It's, yeah, it's, just, it's sort um, of like this constant need for more and more and more. It's sort of uh, something that comes with consumerism. Really. Right, yes. Yeah, I mean, back in the... Before television. I mean, people don't get all these information. Once mm. television happened, then the whole world changed because advertisement is throwing at you all the time yes. and you're being told what you need in order for you to be happy. Uh, and so we get all these messages that's put on us and, you know, the new the new iPhone, the whatever it is, yes. and the new watch, the new Rolex. And, and, and we think that if we get that, we will be very happy. But after we got it, we realized, oh, it's just a piece of material. Yes. It doesn't have any meaning in it. Right. And and therefore, if our happiness is based solely on materialistic good or based solely on consumption, then it's not something that's sustainable. Right. And I think real happiness needs to come from within in a sense that if I want to be truly happy, I want to be able to live a life that I want to have I want to be able to, to realize and achieve my dreams and and have a dream right. and, and to move towards that right, right right and 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 also seeing that I play an important role in society in my family in, in my community yeah.
0: so 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 does does it is it correct to say that that I'll be happy if my satisfaction matches up with my with my desires like you know they're like the same level would i be Finally happy. You know? I
1: think in, in other in different terms, you could say you could be happier if you if your true self, who you truly yes. are, and your ideal self, who you want to be, are much more closely aligned with each other.
2: Ah. Mm. The problem nowadays is that because there are so many social pressures, our that leads us away to stray away from our ideal self. So even if, if your let's say your ideal self is to be a chef. Right, but unfortunately, in Singapore, it's not a more, not a very practical job because mm. from from young society tell you that you have to be a doctor, you have to be a lawyer, right, you have to right, be an engineer. Right. Okay. but so you have if I say you succumb to that social pressure, that pulls you away from your actual your ideal self, which is or uh, trying to be a chef, trying to like I guess get into culinary arts. Right. And instead, you succumb to social pressure, and become engineer, and that's when our happiness happen.
0: And it pushes your ideal self and true self apart, lah.
1: Oh, let's put. Let me let me correct you a little. Oh no! Bit. Oh. <laughs> so so, <laughs> yes, so, so your ideal for- self could could be could be informed by many things. You yes. know, you may intrinsically want to be something, right? Uh, or your ideal self is someone told you that you need to be someone. So, for example, as we all grow up, even my parents at my age told me that being a doctor, being a lawyer, being an engineer right. is something that we need to be. Yes. If you become that then you would make a good living then you'll be life would be happy but in my true self in terms of I reflect on what I really want and really love culinary arts if I want to be an artist and and so my true self I want to be an artist my ideal self which is sort of a socially imposed idea that I need to have then then those two things don't don't match match up oh you can have also have an ideal self that's based on you Mm -hmm. right but so that's that's also about how you perceive life and and how you allow other people to influence or not influence you Right. Okay,
0: that I, makes sense. Okay, okay, then this actually brings us to our second question, right? Mm. Which is, I mean, this is for everyone, right? Do you think there's a problem with how Singaporean society defines
2: happiness then?
1: Um, how well, long have you been in Singapore? For? I've been in Singapore for five years. Okay. Okay. So do you think you have a good grasp on how we think? Well... <laughs> <laughs> Well, I came. Well, before I moved to Singapore, I was in Hong Kong for ten years. Yes. And and before that, I was in Canada. I can tell you maybe some differences between these three countries that I lived in a lot of my life. In Canada, I think um, as when I was a kid, I think Can Canadian has a lot because the country is so large, and, and there's so many different things that's happening. Yeah. Um, you can you can find interest in many different things like i i for me i'm a, i'm am i consider myself a canadian well i am a canadian legally but i, I love hockey i love there're many things i can invest my time and energy yes. in. i can find hobbies in many things but when i moved to hong kong and lived there for a while we realized i realized that there's nothing much in society for me to invest my time in right, right. it's it's all materialistic you know even right. if you go to the education system they're basically telling you to learn all these craft and all these skills so that in the and you can graduate and get a good job and buy all the things you want to buy. And that's basically happiness. And to be a bit more frank, if you look at relationship, like, like uh, if you look at, I don't want to be too like typical Romantic relationship. Romantic relationship, right? right. Okay. Like, yeah. like if you look at um, the, the desire and the expectation that, uh, that uh, a, a woman would have on a man in yes. Hong Kong, right? If you want to be my boyfriend, you need to be able to provide for me. You need to be, buy me gifts regularly. Really? You need to be able to Isn't afford a- house. And you need to be able to afford a car.
0: Do you, do you think this is an Asian society thing?
1: It's a thing in Singapore, right? Isn't it? It is also well. After I moved to Singapore, yeah, uh, I I do see some of it, mm-hmm. but yeah. not as to not that as extent. As oh, okay. Yeah, not to that. Yeah, not as severe. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That, no. <laughs> so do
2: you think that the Singapore society has defined society? Sus- and happiness it goes both in...
1: ways. It's not just it's not just a female male thing. Right. I mean, ah, male yeah. can also expect gifts from women too. Yeah. I I I think this is something, that.
0: Has been nurtured into our culture because of a, of the way our parents' generation came to wealth. And that, think? and
1: also you know traditional beliefs too. You know right. Asian 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 families have always had this notion that man needs to be the, the, the leader and and he needs to take care of uh, of the wife. And, right. And somehow along the way, this type of thinking got even more ingrained into our mind.
0: Right. And, Okay, so I mean in Singapore, okay, because especially for our Singaporean society, we we used to have this very heavy emphasis that has sort of become like a Singaporean inside joke on the five C's. Mm. Oh
2: my goodness, yes. Do you know what the five it's C's are? It's been a while, but yes. Do you have you heard of the
0: five C's before?
1: Is it credit card? Car, yeah,
0: credit card, car, condo. Oh, cash? Country club and...
1: I think it's cash. Cash.
0: I think yeah. cash. A country club one. and cash. yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: I've heard I heard of that. Yeah, so it's like this was still this used comes. to be. I mean this
0: doesn't really apply to most society anymore. I think because people just evolve and then they just don't quote mm-hmm. it as much mm-hmm. as anymore, mm-hmm. right? But I think this is still very ingrained in our subconscious as mm-hmm. as a as a Singaporean identity kind of thing. So much so that if you ask the youth these days, mm-hmm. they would have also heard of this, even mm-hmm. though they even though they might not be able to list them off. Mm-hmm. So if this goes to show how how deeply ingrained it is into our culture, this materialistic aspect of it. Like. Mm-hmm. So would you say that this is a like a healthy thing to have in terms of pursuit, in terms of the pursuit for happiness in Singapore.
1: Well I think I think that type of mentality has its reason to exist I mean, Singapore is a very young country and and for Singapore to come to where it is today it took a lot of hard work from its people right Mm. I mean 53 years ago it was a small very small country it has has, doesn't have a lot of technology but in order for people to the people of this country to to propel this society to become where it is Mm. we need to instill that type of you need to work hard you need to be able to chase something and that helps to build this country now this country is very much built yes and it of course it need to continue to build yes. um, that you need to maybe shift that focus from chasing this materialistic good to chasing proper mental health right. mental wellness um, uh, and i think that's that's something that we need to need to change and uh, the paradigm shift needs to happen
0: so that would mean that what what constitutes as happiness has sort of shifted i, I don't would, think it has
1: shifted i think it should shift it should shift it could shift it well, could, could shift, shift. but okay. it's but it's hard. It's it's hard because you, as an individual, as a as a young person, or even a, um, I wouldn't call myself middle age, but let's say I'm a middle mm. age person. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm still I'm still bombarded with with advertisement consumerism yes. every single day, right? Yes. I turn on the television. You know, the most uh, the most watched show or the most popular show is. You know what's what is it called? Um, keep up the yeah, keep up the Kardashian, and and you, right. you you keep on you keep on blasting your mind with that type of ideology that I need to live an extravagant life. I can lose a five carat diamond in a scene. I don't feel a pain. Yeah. That is problematic. You know, there's this these type of show, these types of. Uh, person persona that is being continuously being um, projected into the minds of young people ha- yes. is, is clearly problematic
0: okay so mm. if if let's say in 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 media right this mm. is the this is the loudest voice mm. right based on your understanding what do you think will be a, mm. a better how to say a better representation of the end state you know what what, what will be, what will what will what should ideally appear on media mm. to encourage people to think think less problematically I
1: guess well I think there is no way of getting out of consumerism it's yes. just the way that it is right now and at least in the foreseeable future Right. but there are other messages that we can we can put into the media for young people to learn I think mm. there's many things that this country has been doing quite well I mean I've only been here for five years but I see a lot of good initiatives such as the kindness movement right. um, such as you know you go to the theatre and before the movie starts you have all these different commercials even even corporate uh, organisations are using the theme of uh, kindness using the themes of family, family. Uh, to, to to sell the product which right. I think is fine but they, they're also showing us a side of proper social responsibility that oh. they while they're selling the product they're also infusing some very important values and belief system into, into their mind ah.
0: so do you think that's like the next stage in the evolution of advertising that is like the ideal evolutionary stage
1: and i think there there's no choice for them i think right. i think given the fact that singaporean singapore has matured as a country that young people like yourself are not just simply looking at oh i need to make money but actually make meaning in my life yes that is just the trend to go and, and for you know companies corporation to succeed they need to they need to you know be able to Go into to read the, the room, room I guess
0: to read the room
1: yes to read the room and, and right. to be able to to understand what the needs and the aspiration of young people are and move along that direction right okay. I think this brings us
2: nicely into the third topic which the question right. for this last for this first topic which right. is what are some practical steps that I think we as normal Singaporeans can take to improve our happiness. Mm, that's, that's on a great daily question. basis. Yeah.
1: Um. As I said before, I think being mm. able to help another person, um, infusing or practicing more kindness and compassion in life is, could definitely help. Mm. Because, as I said, sustainable happiness is something that you it comes from within you. And and if you see that you, you you are someone who who can change this world, you can play a part to make this world a better place. And helping even doing a smallest kind act that would be wonderful. Right. Another thing that I can we can do is is to have much greater gratitude in our life okay you know instead of chasing the next new item be grateful you already have be more mindful in terms of how we live a life I mean um, I'm a, you know I'm a, a positive psychology professor but I also do a lot of mindfulness Practice. Right. You know, mindfulness, it's often get misunderstood. Right. It's all sort of like a religious practice, but it's actually, okay, it originated from different types of religion. But now in the 21st century, we talk about mindfulness as being fully present of what you're doing. Right. So that means that if I'm talking to you, I'm really enjoying this conversation. Yes. My mind is not somewhere else. That's where a lot of unhappiness comes from, is that you're not fully enjoying what you're doing.
0: So like, like distractions from what you're doing. Previously. Distraction
1: as well as worries and concern about uh, worries about the future. I'm, I have regrets about the past and therefore I'm here but I'm not really here. Yeah. Uh, My mind is wandering somewhere else and that can have a detrimental impact on your wellness and your happiness. Right, right. Yeah. And I mean this you can look at this using this practice of mindfulness. So mindfulness basically is the idea that I can be fully here, aware and present and not to be non-judgmental. Right, just to accept things as they are. Right. So if I can let's say if I want to live mindfully, I can infuse this practice into my everyday living. So let's say the next time I have a meal, instead of looking through my phone and looking through how many people have my like my Instagram page, right. actually pay attention to the food that you're eating. You know, taste it, chew it more and actually, you know, while you're eating it, think about where this food came from. Yeah. Oh. That type of appreciation and gratitude right. can make you know, can be much more sustainable than getting hundred likes or a thousand likes on our Instagram. Right.
0: So it's like it, like like actually being present in the little things, like for example, on my daily commute. Yes. I actually just pay attention to what's happening
1: on the daily mm. commute. If you walk from one point A to point B, I mean, Singapore is known as a garden state, isn't yes. it? There's so much nature. Why can't we enjoy nature, you know? And paying attention, smell the grass, look at the trees, look at the flowers, and, and allow nature and allow small things in your life bring you happiness.
0: Instead of being obsessed with other things,
1: it's obsessed from being being obsessed from materialistic good, right. obsessed from getting affirmation from other people. You know, we can give ourselves affirmation.
2: I just want to like share a little anecdote. Yes. Because I remember, I think it was like the second or third lesson of positive psychology yes. I had, and he made us eat yeah, like, I think, an almond. Right and Raisin think, A raisin yes yeah. And I think it took 15 minutes to eat That one raisin Because he got us to like Feel the texture He got us to like Smell it He got us to like Wow it's in it Don't swallow Don't chew Just right. kind of feel it through And like Think about how Like a farmer Had to do this Or like How this came about And like Be grateful for it so I think maybe not Very practical For like every If every meal You're doing that But I think If you like Infuse that a little bit Into every meal yeah. like, Kind of just like really appreciate the actually meal. if I
0: spend like okay maybe I don't need to purposely go through the full process but <laughs> if I spend an extra 10 10-15 minutes to each meal yeah, or to each yeah. activity that I do to just to be mindful a little bit right mm. it will actually help me understand that activity a little bit better and to help me like realize other aspects of the thing that I'm doing
1: and appreciate the, the thing yeah. that you have better
0: Right. This is actually incredibly enlightening. I'm like, wow.
2: I'm so shocked because like, okay, maybe because I heard this before, <laughs> I look at no, your I'm, face and really enla- it's really pure joy. No, it's,
0: it's, 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 it's something that I never realized. It's actually extremely simple and actionable for everyone. Mm-hmm. But people just, people just, I would say by the by the process of living somehow have just neglected and forgotten about it
1: yeah for sure and and i mean simply i mean think about each meal that we eat with our family like right. i I'm, I'm married so I, I have dinner with my wife at home yes. and sometimes we would have really good conversation over yes. meal we would just eat quietly and just enjoy the food and but i i also catch myself and the, both of us also looking at our phone and, and eating yes. And and that's it, it. just takes discipline for us to 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 live our life in a, in as in small different ways yes. that we can enjoy the things that we're actually doing. Another example would be, you know, the next time you talk to your loved one, your boyfriend, your girlfriend, are you actually talking to them? Are you actually listening to them, or are you just you know, left ear in and right ear out? No, if you can really have a conversation, heart to heart conversation, that is that can be really happy. Right. But if you're just saying yes dear and then not really listening that the other person don't feel happy you're not observing any information that just you know it can go on a downward spiral
0: right so is this what people essentially mean when they say like oh slow down
1: yes slow down and savor the moment i think a lot of people feel
2: like if they're unhappy their life is because of a large problem like they don't have like let's say they're not in a relationship then you think that or the reason I'm not happy is because I'm not in a relationship. Or the reason I'm not happy because I'm not famous or I'm not rich. Mm. But like, it's quite cool that even such a small, small thing like being mindful or uh, just being grateful, it sounds so the like it sounds so common sense. Yeah. And it, it, it sounds so simple that to the point where people don't believe that it will actually bring you happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think a large part of happiness is that, and I think people just need to understand that if you're not happy... Um, it's probably not the large things. <laughs> that it, is true. It can help a lot by just doing these small, small things.
1: Yeah. Another tip that you can do, uh, this has been scientifically proven, is that we can keep a gratitude journal. So every day you write about one thing or two things that made you grateful. It can be small things, like someone opened the door for you. Right. It could be uh, you know someone saying thank you or a praise or like your hair, or whatever it is. And if we do this practice long enough, um, we would have a stronger tendency to pay attention to what we have and being more grateful and that gratefulness can lead to happiness.
0: Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. Actually, this is a really enlightening episode and like personally for me, right, if I took away nothing else, I would say that the first step to doing something actionable to improving my happiness would be to be could be grateful.
1: Mm. Yeah. And be aware of what you're doing.
0: Yeah, mm. to be aware and to be grateful. So right, you see all those blog posts and all those Instagram posts people tell you to slow down. Huh? It's not a lie, okay? It's real. It's just that you all don't know how to do it in actionable small steps. So here we are. We have taught you how to do that. Yes. And this would be our first ep- Our first episode with Prof.
2: Yes. It'll be one of the three series. So it's a uh, quite a long series that will be going out in the next two weeks. Mm. Yeah. So... Look forward to the next week's episode and mm-hmm. we'll see you then.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Once again, my name is John.
1: My name is Lester. And I'm Andy.
0: Okay, <laughs> see you next time.